The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org thrive. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Lord Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore. I'm so happy to be here with you today because we've got an exciting show for you. I am welcoming singer, songwriter, fashion designer, podcaster, and entrepreneur Tom Cridlin to this program. We're going to talk about his music, his sustainable fashion line, and we are going to have some fantastic music from Tom Cridlin today, too. So you want to stay Stay tuned for the show. I'm sending good wishes to you and your loved ones for a healthy and happy day. I certainly hope that this podcast will inspire you, inform you, and even, oh yeah, even entertain you. So let's get on with the show. It's now my honor to welcome Tom Cridlin, who is a singer-songwriter, fashion designer, and podcaster. Tom was encouraged to make his own music by a childhood obsession with the Beatles and the career of his friend, legendary drummer Nigel Olson. Tom's greatest Music of All Time podcast features conversations with music legends and celebrities, and his guests have included Annie Lennox, Chick Corea, Chance the Rapper, Leonard Skinner, David Crosby, and many, many more. It's a great, great podcast. You've got to check it out after the show today. Tom designs sustainable clothing, all backed with a 30-year guarantee intended to encourage you to buy better quality garments and hold on to them. He recently finished touring with a legendary Philadelphia soul band, The Stylistics, opening for them on their 2021 UK tour. And I'd like to welcome him to the program right now. How are you today, Tom? I'm very well. Thank you, Laura. Thank you very much for having me. I am so happy you are here because 
you have a new fan for, for your music. I just think it's fantastic. And you are a singer-songwriter, a fashion designer, a podcaster. I mean, you have so many different hats that you wear. How did you first get encouraged to make your own music? I know you had a childhood obsession with the Beatles and Nigel Olson. And uh, what kind of got you into music in the first place? Oh, it's very simple in terms of immediately being drawn into music. It was the Beatles. And even now, I've just finished the Get Back documentary uh, by Peter Jackson. And I'm just as enthralled with the Beatles as I ever was. For me, it can't get any better than that. And so that is ultimately, that obsession with the Beatles is something that I've carried through life like so many people I know it doesn't make me stand out from the crowd because there are a lot of people who love the Beatles as much as I do or even more but that has to be the underlying urge to make music just stems from your whole my whole life revolving around being a fan of uh, John Paul George and Ringo and I guess the only artist who comes close to that is Elton John Um, a lot of people say to you know like when I was young my parents used to say oh if you like the Beatles you might like Elton John so quite derivative in that in that sense to become a fan of Elton's music and Nigel Olsen as you mentioned there is for those people who don't know Elton John's current drummer but also his original drummer he's been playing with him in the Elton John band since 1969 and he's a dear friend of mine so spending time with him also has been incredibly inspiring, visiting him at shows, going backstage, finding out how it all works. That also played a part. So those two things, you know, you need to feel inspired to do something like make music. Um, And what better people to inspire you than the Beatles and Elton John? I agree with you completely. And I also agree about Nigel. I mean, when you listen to Elton's music, I mean, particularly from a musician's standpoint, he's just an incredible, incredible drummer. And so much of Elton's music is really driven by those very simplistic, but they're actually kind of complicated uh, beats that he puts to the music, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And you've noticed that he plays he, he plays simple patterns with a lot of space. But if yeah. you are a musician or a music fan, particularly when you're trying to play music that's really driven by the melodies, by the tune, by, by the chord progressions, and those things need the space to flourish. If you're trying to make music like that, honestly, if you're trying to put a band together or anything like that, 99% of drummers overplay, especially when you're talking drummers who'd want to play with Elton John. And Elton John, you know, Nigel's been with him since 1969. There's been the odd tour, couple of years, you know, maybe they fell out at different points along the line. I don't know what it is. You know, they're still working together, so it's obviously gone very well. But there were periods where Elton briefly worked with other drummers and it never sounded the same because they always overplayed um, whereas Nigel knows what to leave out and then he creates that tension in the music by not overplaying and then when he comes in with one of his fills you know the drum fills on Elton John's songs like particularly the slow songs are 
a real big deal, like Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me or Someone Save My Life Tonight. Those huge drums just make you even more emotional when you're listening to, to that music. So he's, I mean, he's a ballad drummer. That's, that's the best way to describe him. He plays those slower songs better than any drummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree completely. And, and I do agree. In pop music, I think what a lot of people don't realize, but in pop music, uh, a lot of times it's what you don't play or what you don't sing. And um, always my yeah. biggest thing when I had bands or whether it be pop or even in jazz as well, because in jazz, a lot of the jazz drummers can tend to be a little bit busy. You know, I'd always say to my band, please just uh, less, less is more, because that's what really can drive, particularly once again, a pop tune. And I think that that's what mm. really drives Elton's music in, in so many ways. Now, I know you've been just touring with another amazing band. This must have been totally exciting. The stylistics. Talk a little bit about the highlights of that tour, if you would. Well, touring with the stylistics was a dream come true because I really started making my own music in 2019. Then 2020, from a live perspective, was the year that I was meant to be going with the stylistics, actually. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, was a write-off for the vast majority of live music due to the COVID pandemic. So to go on tour with them this year, coinciding with the gigs in general coming back as a spectator, it was the thrill of a lifetime to be... You know, I guess there are two, two sides to it. Firstly, playing in front of thousands of people, mm-hmm. huge crowds, is a huge thrill. And then the perspective of getting to actually tour with such legends who've been doing it for five decades, seeing them at soundcheck every day, um, seeing them night after night, how they pull it together. And no matter whether it's like the best venues of the tour in front of loads and loads of people, or let's say, because it was a busy tour, um, we played 19 shows together. So even on, like, let's say, the smallest of all the gigs in, in, in a theatre, um, and, and on a much smaller stage, they were giving it the same amount that they gave in front of thousands of people at the biggest shows. They're wow. just true professionals. And, and every night, you know, singing, singing incredibly complicated uh, harmonies and dancing and just pulling it out of the bag every time. Really interesting to see from that perspective and then a huge thrill to play to their audiences of thousands of people. Amazing, amazing. We are chatting with singer, songwriter, fashion designer, podcaster, Tom Cridlin, and you can learn more about Tom at TomCridlin.com. That's TomCridlin.com. Don't go there now. Wait until after the program today because we have a lot of surprises in store coming up. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now, I am very excited to talk about your sustainable fashion brand. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, please. Oh, well, thank you, Laurie. Yeah, um, the sustainable fashion brand is something that I founded when I graduated from university with a £6,000 government startup loan here in the UK. 
And this was kind of before sustainability became so prevalent in the fashion industry. So I got my business off the ground by doing something quite simple, putting a 30-year guarantee on a sweatshirt. And the concept of the 30-year sweatshirt and its three-decade guarantee got me press coverage far and wide. I ended up going to America to appear on TV and taking the brand to the States and seeing the States for the first time was such a thrill. Obviously, we've gone into music, um, but the music culture in America is amazing to see firsthand. And so going over to promote that brand at that time was, yeah, as I say, just such a thrill. That was 2015, 2016, the early days. And as we've touched upon, I've gone into other things aside from fashion, whether it be podcasting or making my own music. At the core of everything, though, it has been this clothing brand. And the idea is simply to make clothing that stands the test of time. I started making it in Portugal, and now now we make it here in the UK because of Brexit. But the the two facets to it are designs that I want to share with everybody, obviously, and then our commitment to long-lasting, high-quality, but still affordable clothing and the guarantee helps me kind of underline that ethos in an eye-catching way and rather than a lifetime guarantee it's it's a bit more sort of like will it actually last that long if you if you say 30 years because people are you know if people buy a 30-year sweatshirt they're going to yeah. make they're going to make sure that it, they've still got it 30 years later uh, and if it's 28 they'll probably be like you know you, they will be writing in saying i thought you said this would last 30 years so it's it's, it's really encouraging consumers to keep their clothing for longer. So I think that's why it's been so successful. But, um, yeah, the, the, the fashion business is really what started everything. I've gone on to do other things, um, but it, it started everything, and it's, and it's still going strong after, you know, I guess it's been six, seven years now since I first began designing my own clothing, and, and now it's sort of turned into, into a brand um, that obviously operates in many different areas. But... Without the clothing, nothing would have happened. Mm, fantastic. And, of course, anybody who's interested in Tom's clothing can find out more about that on uh, the website at TomCridlin.com. Now, I am very excited because you wrote a song called Jazz in a Tuxedo. So that is the first song that I need to feature today. First of all, I love the song. I just it, It's absolutely fantastic. So for all of you out there who have not heard Tom's music before, I'm very, very excited to introduce this next tune uh, that Tom wrote and uh, sang. You did write the song, yes? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right now we're going to play Jazz in a Tuxedo by Tom Cridland. Of my thumb got such a delicate feel. If you're here tonight, dressed for a fight, you can take your leave. Only those in correct attire will be admitted to a seat. It's a swift goodbye if you won't comply. We've kept our integrity. 
that's the reason why nothing beats jazz in a tuxedo for me. Being the jazzy vegetarian, I had to play that one first. Just talk just for a minute. Where did that song come from? Because the first time that I heard it, I thought, hmm, what inspired him to write this tune? Well, that was part of, I guess the only thing that I've really done in music, right, is first I was in a band called The Tomics, which was, which was 2018. So 2017, I'm still a music fan. Then I gave up drinking. Then I started making my own music in this band, The Tomics, 2018. We played 100 gigs in pubs, um, and we made three albums of 10 songs. Then in 2019, I decided that I wanted to write songs by myself. Um, and so in this social media abundance of content world that we live in, I thought the best way of cutting through will be to write, a, a write and release a single every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's a poor way of articulating it, a single every week uh, for two years. Um, so that was the, the blueprint. So effectively, I set myself a challenge of writing and recording 104 songs. So I wasn't able to stay focused on writing music that was meant to be commercially successful pop. It was meant to be singles. Um, I quickly got sidetracked into writing from all different types of genres. You know, I've mentioned my key influences are Beatles and Elton. And so Mm -hmm. that's probably the type of sound that I would normally want to to be, you know, aiming towards. But I just got sidetracked on all sorts of things from funk to jazz. um, Because that was the task, basically. Early 2019, like, write 104 songs and then I'll plan two years' worth of singles and marketing them. Um, and so jazz in a, in a tuxedo was, was like, 
just as I was getting really creative trying to explore all these different genres. And I'm really pleased with how that turned out. Um, there's a great, uh, there are some great jazz, young jazz musicians from London on that track. Ah. Um, as, as, as I say, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a jazzer by any means, but I, one of my you know, best collaborators is an incredible jazz pianist. Hmm. Um, and when, when I'm writing um, and I want to write something more, more harmonically um, sophisticated, you know, he knows his augmented chords and his, you know, crazy chord changes um, and, you know, 13th and all this type of stuff um, that, that he loves doing. And he's just so, so talented. And mm. so he's turned me onto a lot of great jazz music as, as well. Um, and, and it just helps your understanding of pop so much. Um, and it's not to be condescending because pop is my stuff, you know, it's my stuff like the Beatles, but what they're doing is so different musically and in terms of music, musical sophistication to some jazz musicians, it's, it's like night and day. Um, and, and, and there are two sides to that. You know, firstly, it shows just how much skills involved like the kind of intellectual side of music in, in terms of being a jazz musician. But then also it exposes that even if you're, you know, let's say working with more vanilla chords, like, like an ACDC or, so, or someone like that, like it doesn't matter whether it's simple. It's like the best simple type of music that there is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I defy anybody to play it like them, uh, even the jazzers. So it's, yes. It's, it just really makes it makes you think more about about what goes into making uh, great music. Sorry, that was probably the world's longest answer. <laughs> no, I, I, I you make perfect sense, and you know, for me, I think that's what we might have in common. And for me, I also I have sung everything from very very hard heavy rock to the most sophisticated of jazz and everything in between. But I do find that my background uh first it originated in in theater tunes when i was a kid and then uh studying jazz but then i find jazz coming back to everything from new age to pop to rock having some knowledge of that really carries over and helps you to understand how to once again make this space pare down but really understand the way that a song is put together and that's what i love about that tune jazz in a tuxedo the chord progression it's very well for lack of any better word it's very jazzy and but it's just such an incredibly uh simple but jazzy progression so congratulations on that now you oh, did mention you. You, you're welcome it's 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 well deserved um and the band is fantastic on that tune as well now you you did mention uh just a few minutes ago about your former relationship with alcohol just talk a little bit about the sense of purpose that helped you recover from your, what you call your serious alcoholism. Well, yeah, that sense of purpose was given to me, I guess, by really wanting to get involved with music. That's what helped, you know, channel some of that restlessness away from drinking and into songwriting and practicing you know, and, and going out and gigging and getting into routine. I mean, 
Having gigs to work towards is crucial, especially if you're somebody who struggles to find the discipline with practicing a musical instrument at home. And as I mentioned to you, that first year with, the, with my band, The Tomics, um, we played 100 gigs in mm-hmm. at beer festivals and pubs. And you know, that was such a good routine to get into. It completely distracted me away from alcohol and towards music. So it really helped me give up drinking. And you know, not all my drinking memories are bad, but just the last couple of years there, it was turning into a, you know, spending all my money, putting on loads of weight, not feeling good. And it was just all catching up with me. And I just had to knock it on the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did. And uh, we're speaking with the singer, songwriter, fashion designer, podcaster, and all around really incredible person, incredibly talented, Tom Cridlin. You can learn more about Tom at TomCridlin.com. That's TomCridlin.com. We're so excited that he joined us on this program today. I'm wishing you all good things, Tom, in your life. And I do hope we get to have a conversation together again soon. Oh, we will. Um, I'm looking forward to you coming on the Greatest Music of All Time podcast and to uh, talking about you and your amazing work. Thank you so much. Be well. Thanks, Laura. That was the amazing Tom Cridland. He's a singer, songwriter, fashion designer, and podcaster, and all around fabulous fellow. You want to learn more about Tom at TomCridland.com. That's TomCridland.com. And we've got some more fantastic music coming up from Tom later on in the show today, so you do want to stay tuned for that. It's time for the news. The news this week. In jazzy news this week, my new book, Easy Vegan Home Cooking, will be released on February 8th, 2022. And all of the jazzy delicious recipes in this cookbook are vegan and gluten-free, suitable for serving vegans, vegetarians, and omnivores, adults, and the kiddos alike. So this is a good one, folks. I hope you're going to order a copy signed by yours truly, of course, at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And season nine of Jazzy Vegetarian continues to air all across the nation on the Create Channel every Sunday, every Monday. And this week, it's a fun one. Cooking for Kiddos, featuring my oven-fried tofu nuggets, easy green beans, corn on the cob, and creamy, dreamy orange pie with chocolate chip cookie crust and a vanilla date caramel sauce. This is a fabulous menu. So I do invite you to tune in to Create TV this weekend. And to learn more about Season 9, please visit jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. Now, I know you've been waiting for it. It is time for my recipe of the week, barbecue tempeh triangles. Vegan and delicious, my recipe of the week. If you're looking for an easy and tasty way to serve tempeh, this is the recipe for you. If you're a newcomer to tempeh, I encourage you to try this recipe because it's a quick and flavorful barbecue style sauce and it's slathered all over the tempeh. It's a really delicious way to serve this protein 
16-packed vegan entree to your family. And she's got a couple of ingredients as well. So uh, here it is. One package, about eight ounces of tempeh, one-third of a heaping cup of ketchup, two tablespoons of plain old H2O, one tablespoon of maple syrup, one tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, and a half a teaspoon of smoked paprika. And all you need to do is preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit, line an 8-inch square rimmed baking pan with a foil, and then top the foil with parchment paper. Cut the brick of tempeh in half to make two rectangles, and then cut each rectangle diagonally into a triangle to make four triangles. You want to turn each triangle on its side, carefully slice it in half so you have two thinner triangles. You're going to have eight tempeh triangles in all. And if you want to see what it looks like for the end result, you can just go to jazzyvegetarian.com and that's recipe 902. We've got a photo there of what it's supposed to look like. And then you want to make sure that these are very thin. That's why we're cutting them thin because that's the way that the tempeh is going to cook properly. Then you're going to arrange your eight triangles of tempeh in a single layer on the lined baking pan, uh, the cut side facing up. And then to make your sauce, just simply put the ketchup, the water, the maple syrup, the olive oil, and the smoked paprika into a small bowl and briskly, briskly, briskly whisk until it's all combined. Spoon a generous amount of the sauce evenly over the tempeh triangles and gently spread it over the tempeh in an even layer using a spatula or a teaspoon and then cover tightly with foil and bake for 30 minutes. Remove the foil and bake for an additional 25 to 40 minutes or until the tempeh is nice and tender, really browned, nice and crispy around the edges. Cool it for five minutes and you're going to serve it. It is fantastic. So you're just going to find that recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com under Season 9 Recipes Show 902. And we also have it posted on Facebook, too. Oh, yeah. Well, music today. Oh, I'm excited about this one, folks. It's another fabulous track from the super talented Tom Cridland, and it's entitled I Feel It's a Sign. Birds are singing in the trees Flowers growing in the vine You're next to me And I feel it's a sign The coffee beans are grinding The washing's on the line You kiss me good morning
think it's a sign I count my lucky stars When they come out at night The we found each other Cause I feel, I feel it's a sign We've been listening to the fabulous Tom Cridland, I Feel It's a Sign. And want to thank Tom again for being on the program today. You want to learn more about Tom at TomCridland.com. Well, as always, this has gone by way too quickly. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast because I know there's so many podcasts that you can listen to, and I am so very honored that you chose the Laura Theodore podcast to listen to today. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well from me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. the Jesse Vegetarian. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.